Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman, at Justin Adams TV. Mace is on vacation at Disneyland for the rest of the week. Justin Adams, CBS4, filling in for the rest of the week. How are you, my friend? Doing good. How about yourself? I am doing good. Ready to go. Ready to do a little entertainment tonight. A little TMZ, a little Inside Edition. Let's go old school. I'll do a little Current Affair. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler came out with a report last week leading up to the Super Bowl, uh, writing this, something that had been speculated for months. Quote, I talked to a former Broncos player who told me I think it's only a matter of time before Aaron Rodgers ends up in Denver. The player said it's more than just a hunch. So let's see if he's right. The Packers have been adamant publicly and privately that they want Rodgers back and have interest in extending him, but they are waiting on Rodgers, who plans to circle back with the team later this month, definitely before the franchise tag deadline of March 8th. And then a major story hits today that is not a major story because those in the know know this story has already been out there for a month. Mm -hmm. So... Let's tell you what TMZ reported. Remind you, a story that people in the know know that this happened a month ago. Aaron Rodgers and his fiancee, Shailene Woodley, have broken off their engagement. Also, per the report, Rodgers was getting cold feet and prioritized his football career, with the report adding Woodley felt neglected during the relationship. Now, How much do you think this news about the broken-off engagement is going to affect Roger's decision? And by the way, when everyone said he's engaged to an actress, Shailene Woodley, you know what I thought? It's not going to last. It's not going to last. No, I thought, who the hell is Shailene Woodley? (laughs) I did. I've never heard of her. I I had no idea who she was. Does an actress mean you're in a commercial? Does an actress mean you do voiceover work? She's in a young adult uh, series. Like, no, not that that kind of adult. Like, it's a young adult novel that they made into a movie series. All right. You can still go with the music. Is that that Hallmark Channel? It's a Divergent series. No, they're big blockbuster movies. Blockbuster video? See, that's how old I am. No. It was like, it was similar to um, Hunger Games, but... Not even book. close to being as good. I don't know. I didn't see either. The Hunger Games is fantastic. Wait, you didn't see Hunger Games? No. Dude, what is wrong with you? Just I, other things I would rather watch, I guess. Justin doesn't do the show very often. You're going to let him talk to you like that? I watch a lot of uh, crime-type uh, movies and television shows. Uh, that one's a little too on the nose for me. Let me guess. It's a little too, this is society. You're, you're Here's a, a mirror. You're a fan of... Dexter. I did like Dexter. Of yeah. course you did. There you go. That's right. Because you got a little serial killer in you. With that, uh, what do you make of the broken off engagement and how it's going to affect him wanting to come here because she spends time in Boulder? 
you know, first initially I was like, this is terrible. I even tweeted it out. It's like this is bad for the Broncos, right? I, I thought this would be horrible, but just be a terrible situation. Clearly, you've changed your mind. Because at the end of the day, you're not dating. It doesn't matter who you're dating. It matters what happens on the football field, and it matters the guys that are around you. That's and listening not, that's to not, that's not true. Let me tell you why. Okay, why? I think Mike Munchak would have come here if his grandbabies weren't here. But family, family matters. Don't, don't, I'm not saying family that family matters. doesn't matter, but yeah. when you're not married. Well, but when you're planning on getting married. And okay, he, he's had interviews where he talked about, right, I'm planning on having a kid. One, one of the reasons why he didn't take the coronavirus uh, vaccine because he was concerned about, you know, what will it do for me to be able to have kids? Does that right? mean he's getting the vaccine now? Because Ooh, I'm guessing question. he isn't planning on having kids. That's a better question. At least right now. Well, he's immunized. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what he's he immunized. Yeah, that's what he is. Right, he's immunized. Right. So you changed your mind a little bit. I did change my mind because it still doesn't take away from the fact that Nathaniel Hackett, who was your offensive coordinator right. for the last three years right. with the Broncos. Right. Now, if he wasn't here, right. that would be a different story. That is DOA. Right. Potentially, it is DOA. Yes. But if we're being completely honest, let's look at last year. What was one reason why Rodgers wanted to come here? What was reported? Well, Shailene Woodley mm-hmm. has a place here, or at least in Boulder. Now, I can tell you, as an absolute matter of fact, I've seen it reported, but I'm wondering if it's a report of a report of a report. But I do know that he shops up near Fort Collins and Greeley for Cowboys hats. Mm-hmm. I know that is a fact because I was told by someone who know someone who's a store owner that he was in that shop now granted you're, you're not gonna set up your tent because that's where you like to buy cowboy hats i understand that right but at the end of the day i think nathaniel hackett is a draw certainly for him so nfl films has a really good you know kind of series documentary they do nfl you know nfl films has a lot of great stuff and one of the things that he really harped on was just relationships he so, did? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. So there was this guy. You mean like who, with his family? No, not with his family. That he's just, completely cut off? No, not with his family. And I got to tell you something. I'm not surprised he cut off the engagement. If you cut off his family, what makes you think he's not going to cut off an engagement? And, and plus, by the way, the women that he had, by the way, Olivia Munn, Danica Patrick, I mean, it's not surprising that it didn't work out here either, right? But when you look at from a football perspective. That, that's kind of cold. I, I'm just being honest. It is what it is. Coming from a guy who's happily married, his wife is listening. We'll see what happens if you're sleeping on the sofa tonight. But I, I mean, digress. Hey, the sofa is comfortable. <laughs> I, be, I bet I you been, know. I bet you know. And it's not because you snore. But go ahead. So, but my deal is this: is that he talks a lot about relationships and how much it means to him, right? Especially when he talks about coaches and players as well. So when you look at that, you look at the relationship that he has with Nathaniel Hackett. When you look at the article that uh, Nikki Javala put out about Nathaniel Hackett and how Aaron Rodgers talked a lot about him, how um, just glowingly about Nathaniel Hackett. That's one of the big things overall. So for me, when I look at this situation, I'm thinking of he still has a good relationship with the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. I'm not too I'm not too concerned about this breakup. What I'm looking at is you have Hackett here, you have a great relationship, and that's what Aaron Rodgers wants more than anything else. You like gumbo? I do. Okay. So you got to have your Rue, mm-hmm. right? You want to make sure you have the Trinity, which is going to be, I believe, onions and celery. And I forgot what the other one is. It might be peppers for all our, it can't be peppers. Anyway, you have to have certain ingredients in a pot of gumbo, mm-hmm. filet powder. You want to have your chicken, your andouille sausage, right. whatever. Making a big decision is like a pot of gumbo. 
Yeah. You you, you want to have as many ingredients in there as you can before you sit down and say, I'm going to buy a cup of that. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying about Hackett. And maybe she's not the rue, but she's she's the okra. She is the andouille sausage. She is the chicken stock. She is an ingredient that goes in there to make the gumbo. Yeah, but you forget one thing, is that you can always get a better spice. You can come to Denver, and you can find some something better. Yeah, but what if that spice lives in L.A.? Ooh. What if that spice lives in Vegas? Well, And that's my point. Well... That's my point exactly. Again, Mike Munchak came here because his because he has grandchildren here or a grandchild, one of the two. Where you're living for some athletes does certainly make a difference. This is the thing about the report that stuck out to me. What are you hearing about Aaron Rodgers, what his three options are? Okay. What are his three options? He's going to play for the Packers. He's going to play for another team or he's going to retire, right? Mm-hmm. Well, according to the report, quote, Rodgers was getting cold feet and prioritized his football career. That, to me, says one of those elements is now off the table. Which is retirement. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, that leads me to this. I've heard people say, Rodgers holds the cards. You think he holds all the cards? No. Nope, why not? Because at the end of the day, the Green Bay Packers, even if he does say, I want to I want to be traded. Yep. The Packers don't have to exactly say, okay, well, we'll trade you to the Broncos. They could say, we'll trade you anywhere. That will actually give us the most back. Okay. Look, I, Andrew and I role play, and I'm going to tell you how that's going to work. Okay, out. here we go. You be the Packers, I'll okay. be Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead, go ahead. All right. Okay, so you tell me. what. Okay, and I say to you, I want. Okay. Um, and you'll be Brian Gutenkiss. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I want to be traded. Good. All right, well, we're going to trade you to whoever gives us the best deal. No, you're not. Okay. No, you're not. Why not? Because I'll retire, and you'll get nothing for me. Okay, well, we'll find out about that. We will find out about that. I don't need to play. I already have a Super Bowl. I have more money than I know what to do with. I thought about retirement anyway. You really, Brian, mm-hmm. want to get nothing for me? I'm I'm 39. Yeah. I'm 39. You want to roll the dice on that and look like a complete fool when I walk away Mm -hmm. and retire, and most quarterbacks are retired by 39. I don't have to play anymore. I don't need to play anymore. I would like to play, but at the end of the day, I'm going to walk away counting my money. I'm going to probably get that lead job at Jeopardy. I already have a Super Bowl ring, and you've got Jordan Love and you don't have two or three first round picks. You know, Aaron. Best of luck to you. Yeah, Aaron, you know, you're making a very, you know, tough decision here for us, you know, but uh, we believe in uh, Jordan Love. Actually, we see him right. Actually, we don't believe in Jordan Love. You don't believe. Don't. Do, you, do you actually really want Brian, to believe Aaron? Brian, don't lie to me that Aaron, you like Jordan Love. Aaron, look, look, uh, look, look. We, we, we do appreciate Jordan then, then, Love. Then don't, well, don't insult my intelligence and tell me you like Jordan Love because you know you don't. Because if you love Jordan Love, yes. you're willing to give me a three-year contract that plays through his five years and you've wasted a first-round pick. But see, Aaron, you have to understand. We said we like Jordan Love. We didn't say we love Mr. Love. You love me more. But we love you. 
but I don't love you anymore and I want to leave. And if you decide that you don't want to trade me to the team that I want to go to, I'll give you a couple of options, but I'm not going to beat it's not going to beat any team. I'll I'll negotiate with you there. I'll give you a list of three teams, but that's all you're going to deal with. And if you choose not to, because you want the highest offer. It's been great working with you, and I'm going to announce my retirement tomorrow. I've thought about this, and you're going to be the one who's walking away with your blank in your hand. Well, fine. Jordan, are you ready to play? I guess not. He just threw another interception. Well, we're in trouble. That's pretty much what it is. We're screwed. That's what we'll say. At the end of the day, that's what it is. The Packers are screwed. At the end of the day, that's the reality because what it is. the point is Aaron Rodgers is the final decision that's maker right. in this. That's right. He has 100% of the control. Russell Wilson can make that comment to Seattle, but he's not going to retire at his age, Mm-mm. right? And they know that. So for Aaron Rodgers at 39, he's already won a Super Bowl. You can make the case. He has nothing else left to prove. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Would he like to cement his little legacy a little bit more and win a second one? Of course he would. But I'm not sticking around for a rebuild when 10 guys are going to have to get together in a room and decide whether or not they want to restructure their contracts. And I don't know if they're going to do that. And I think a lot of this team is going to be gutted. I appreciate the offer that you gave me for over, and this is what it is, for over, for over $50 million oh. a year. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take that money, but there isn't enough for everybody else. You know what this is reminds me of, and I know we're about to hit a break. This reminds me of what happened with Joe Montana when he was leaving San Francisco. They didn't, the 40- want, him. They didn't want him anymore. They didn't want him there. But the 49ers, I covered the Chiefs when he got yeah, there. Trust yeah, me. Right. But the 49ers had a better deal in place with Arizona. With the Arizona Cardinals, they had a better deal in place for him. Right. And guess where Joe Montana's tent ended up? Kansas City. Because they wanted to trade him to the right place. Exactly. The Packers don't. They want the most money. Right. Okay? So, you, you here, um, did the Broncos have a better offer than Von Miller for, to the Rams? Yes. You would imagine it would, right? No, I don't know if they did. You don't think they, they had a no. better deal in place? No, a second and a third round pick, I think, is beyond reasonable. I don't think anybody offered a first round pick for Von Miller. And remember, the only teams that are going to trade for him are teams that feel they're one piece away on defense. So you say George Payton pretty much got got that extra pick, whether it's a second I round pick. I think George did on a solid. Yeah. He did him a solid. As he said, I want to keep my core players. He knows he wants to keep his guys happy. He wanted to do right by Von Miller, and darn it, he did. He wanted to do right by Justin Simmons when Elway did not want to give Simmons the money. Right. Going into last season, Elway did not want to do, in theory, right by Shelby Harris. But that's what Peyton Mm -hmm. did almost immediately. And that type of karma permeates not only in a locker room, but throughout the league. I can promise you, because players in the Broncos locker room have told me, Elway doesn't just have the perception of being cheap. That's what everybody believes. Yeah. George Payton is building goodwill around the league. That's another reason why he didn't fire Vic Fangio. He doesn't want to be seen as a guy who has a quick trigger, uh, quick trigger finger. Mm-hmm. He told Vic, I'm going to let you play it out until you're out of the playoffs. And that's exactly what he did. Coming up after the break. Charles Barkley is in trouble in Denver <laughs> about what he said about Nikola Jokic, but I can promise you he doesn't care what you think. We'll tell you what he said next.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. SmileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. She now is a 12-person team to work for you. Whether you are buying, you are selling, you are leasing, the way she works is so different than everybody else where a lot of realtors are cookie-cutter, and they do it one way, and if the deal doesn't work out, well, I guess so be it. That's not the way she is going to construct a deal for you. She's going to make sure you get what you want. And here's something else about them. Her brokers are ranked in the top 10 in the Denver metro area. That's what else you're getting with Impact Commercial Real Estate. Go to impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, Charles Barkley did a media session ahead of the All-Star Game this weekend, and he was asked about Nikola Jokic, and this is what he said. Y'all are really whiny in Denver. The guy won the MVP. Why is Jokic not getting respect? How in the hell do you win the MVP and you say you're not getting any respect. First of all, he's a terrific player. But I don't understand what y'all are whining about. Is Charles right? No. <laughs> you can just look at free throw disparity from him and, and Joel Embiid alone. Right? I mean, he doesn't get the calls. And we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Actually, we talked about it off air. About just how disrespected Jokic is in the game itself. A lot of calls don't go his way. That should go his way, especially so if you're who, the MVP. So who is he disrespected by? Is oh, it, analysts. Right? Right, national analysts. So referees and sure. analysts. Yes. Well. Now, now, what's interesting, though, is that the guys who play the game, mm-hmm. even the coaches, yep. they understand how good he is. I hear Draymond Green all the time talking about how great Nikola Jokic is. Well, that's after he trashed him sure. last year yes. and said um, he has improved a lot. And actually, Jokic walked up to Draymond Green and thanked, thanked him for that constructive criticism. But who does a Draymond Green trash? It's pretty much everybody. Okay. So just for fun, just for the point of this conversation, mm-hmm. give me the top three guys who are the front runners outside of Jokic for the MVP. Uh, Embiid, Giannis. And I will put DeMar DeRozan in there. Not Steph Curry. No. Steph Curry, I mean, he's not the same three-point shooter as he was before. He hasn't, he hasn't made as many threes as he usually does. I agree with you. Kind of about both. But here's something. But to your point, let's be fair about mm-hmm. it. Giannis has won a title. And Steph Curry is mentioned. For sure. Look what Golden State's doing. No, sure. He, yeah. He's mentioned, but he's not. When you say top three, you could be mentioned and still be top five, top ten, but you're not in my top three. Well, Curry has won a title as well. Danny, can you look something up real quick? Uh, I was going to do it on my phone. Maybe you can. Give me the top top three or four guys in terms of odds to win the MVP. Okay? 
because I know off the top of my head it's Embiid, then it is Jokic. And by the way, while you're on your phone, don't slip in a bet. You're working right now, okay? I won't. Okay, please. I'm not even going to log into the app. I'm just going to look for NBA Futures. DeMar DeRozan um, is the best player on a team that's a total surprise. Yes. That's understandable, right? right? One game back. Okay, what do you got, Danny? All right, we've got Joel Embiid is first, plus 155. Then Giannis Antetokounmpo, plus 340. Nikola Jokic, plus 380. Steph Curry plus nine fifty. What's who's next? John Morant plus fifteen hundred. So with the top four, okay. top four, two have won titles, and then you have Joel Embiid who plays on the East Coast, right? Okay, so you can make the case there's some East Coast bias. Do I agree that Jokic doesn't get the benefit of the doubt on a call? Absolutely. When it comes to national analysts, and you and I talked about this during the break mm-hmm. yesterday. Richard Jefferson, now an analyst for ESPN, right. former Nuggets player, former teammate of Jokic, said Jokic winning the MVP, he won it last year. He already won it. And the only reason he won it, let's be honest, is be- for the same reason, you can make the case, that Phoenix got to the NBA Finals. This guy got injured. This guy got mm-hmm. injured. This guy didn't have a full season, so on and so forth. A lot of people looked at Jokic as by default. Yes. There are people that looked at the Phoenix Suns as they got there because Anthony Davis didn't play in the opening round. Jamal Murray, who had been very good against the Suns, didn't play in the second round. Uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't play in the Mm -hmm. conference finals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, At the end of the day, and I'm saying this in front of a proud black man. Yes. I think there is some racism in in, in the NBA. I think it is systemic. I'm not calling people racist, but when you have a goofy-looking white guy who who doesn't lollygag up the court, but if you literally watch him, if you go to a game and you watch him come up come up the court, I refer to it as he is rope-a-doping up the court. He's his arms are kind of flapping, and he's kind of jogging a little bit, and he looks like I'm tired and I'm winded, and then boom. He's ready to go when he gets into an offensive set. Or he gets the ball at the top of the key. Right. Or even at the corner, right? He gets the ball at the wing, right behind the three-point line, and he's, like, looking around, has the ball over his head and everything, and he gets double-teamed, and you're like, well, we got him. Like, there's nothing that he could do. And then he makes a pass to somebody wide open right in the shooting pocket. Here. This is where the, you can make the case there is reverse racism. Mm-hmm. I'll give you four examples, concrete examples. One they came out with a movie, White Men Can't Jump. That's all I need to say right there. Still one of my favorite movies, by the way. Uh, listen. Wesley Snipes. Tremendous, especially yes. the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Number two, Jason Williams, his nickname, if you remember as a basketball player, was White Chocolate. Mm-hmm. White Chocolate. You know why? Because he played like a black player. Mm-hmm. That's how he got the name White, White Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. I didn't come up with the name. Black players came mm-hmm. up with the name. Mm-hmm. Number three, you have Isaiah. I, by the way, th- this is this story has been misrepresented. That Isaiah Thomas said about Larry Bird, if he was black, he would be just another player. Do you know that Isaiah Thomas is not the one who said that? That was uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman said it. He was a rookie at the time, and Isaiah Thomas backed him. Now let me give you example number four, because yesterday when we talked about it off air, mm-hmm. I gave you three. Okay, what's the fourth? 
What did people say when Steve Nash went back to back MVPs? Oh, good point. Okay. He doesn't deserve it. Look at this. Look at this small Canadian white guy. They didn't say it, but that's what they meant. Mm -hmm. That's what they meant. It's like on the reverse side, what you're saying is kind of the verbiage that is used for black quarterbacks, right? He's really athletic. Right. Very athletic. Or he's really well spoken. Yes. Which is so insulting to someone who is black. I'm well spoken. Mm -hmm. F you. Right. This is the way I've always spoken. Never cerebral, right? Right. You can't never say that. That's what somebody outside of Denver would say about Justin Simmons. He's well-spoken. Right. He's just a really bright uh, guy who happens to be incredibly philanthropic and a terrific football player. We have a term, um, especially a term that I grew up with, where we just say game recognizes game, which is meaning that people who understand what's going on, they recognize what someone else is doing, and they can look at him and say, I appreciate it. Right. And- for me, and also talking to guys around the NBA and coaches as well, right? game recognizes game. Guys who are in the game, they appreciate what Jokic is doing. They understand what he's doing. They understand his IQ is ridiculous. They also know that he's not the most athletic guy in the world, and they get that. But they know that even with him not being the most athletic guy in the world, he will slice and dice your defense let me if ask you let him. You played more than a, and I, I say this metaphorically, mm-hmm. More than a few rec league games at the YMCA. Yes. Have you ever hopped on the court? You Like, white men can't jump. Yes. You hopped on the court, there's a white guy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this and he's doing this. And I'll ask you. Uh-huh. I'm not going to make a statement. Right, right, right. Do you and some of your friends who are black, who are good players, uh-huh. think, this white guy is beating me? Has that ever crossed your mind? This white guy's beating me? Yes, but... There you go! But but here's the thing, though. See, I couldn't have this conversation with Andrew. But it's not just that, though. I think that about everybody, right? I step on the court, and I think that about everybody. But here's the thing. If I do get crossed over by a white guy, and he hits a J in my face, I might pick up my stuff and leave, depending (laughs) on how he does that. You are you are you are racist. I might might just pick up my stuff and leave. what 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 if that's a black guy? You feeling that way? Um, is is my uh, my wife in the uh, in the uh, in the room? Is she in the gym when that happens? He crosses me over, hits a J in my face. Why you leave if your wife was in the room? If she was in the gym? I mean, I would be extremely embarrassed. Your wife would be embarrassed for you if you did that. I mean, she'd say, "Justin, no, no, you go no, back out there." No, no, this is what my wife would do. My wife would she'd be like, "Oh wow," she'd be very supportive in the gym, and then when we get to the car, close the door, you know, start up the car, and everything. Would she do one of these? Would she go? Damn! <laughs> You just got embarrassed by him. No, she'll, she'll, she'll make subtle things like, well, be careful how you back out. You know, you don't want to get you know right. crossed up and right. get into an accident. Right. Just small things like and that. And this isn't meant to sound racist. No. This is, unf- this is the way it is, and we are talking about yeah. it openly. Someone who is white right. and somebody who is black, right. and this is just the way it is. I'll give you one with Larry Bird. I love his stories. Sometimes Larry Bird will go up and say, what are you doing having this white guy on me? This is Larry Bird, by the way. Right. Why do you have this white guy on me? Right. And he'll just tear into him, right? right. But Larry Bird teared into absolutely everybody. Right. So when you look at this conversation, you look at Jokic. There are guys who are playing this game again, and they just completely appreciate what he does. But they didn't at the beginning of last and year. And that's the problem. Once, Once they saw him, 80% through the season last year, I think players like 
man, this this guy can play. But what's and this? that's how they feel now. But early on, this this white guy shooting over me, I, I, and I, that's why Richard Jefferson made the comment right. he did. I go back to game he five. He got the white guy got his MVP. Now let's give it to somebody who's deserving. Well, let's call it what and it is. And that's what he meant. Right. Let's give it to somebody who's deserving. Exactly. And let's just be honest. How much work do they really do? Because talk about analysts, Richard Jefferson, all the analysts, how much work do they really do of keeping up with the game? That, you know what? I think that is a question that is person by person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I would think that a lot of guys watch a lot. I would say a guy like Kenny Smith watches. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. I bet Shaq watches a lot of games. I bet Charles Barkley watches a lot of games. But I'm not saying all of them do. Sure. But my thing is this, is that if you don't watch the games and if you're only there, because we've been, we're we in TV, we've been in TV, we understand what it's about. If you're only going down the rundown and saying, oh, I just have to look up what our subjects are for today on the show, and I don't have to go and study everybody in the NBA, then you could go and say some things that aren't too smart. Well, here's that some, comes out your mouth when you talk Here's about something it. else to consider. If you don't watch every game and you depend on highlight shows, you're not going to even know who Nikola Jokic is unless he makes another crazy pass, which he usually does once a game. I'll tell you something I saw on Twitter, and then we got to hit a break because yeah. we're way over. I think it was the Philadelphia 76ers Twitter feed that put out there Joel Embiid got his fourth triple-double of his career. <laughs> I saw this too, yeah. And I'm thinking, wow, Jokic does that over the course of two weeks. Congratulations, Joel. You got your fourth triple-double of your career. Your career. Coming up after the break, Rams general manager Les Snead didn't say F you at the championship parade, but he essentially had the F word on his championship T-shirt. We'll tell you what that's all about next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. I want to respond to something on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. Uh, somebody tweeted at me that I said, I love your show, but you've made a few jokes about, you know, people in the South mm-hmm. and, you know, marrying your cousin. And you're right. It's inappropriate. Yes. I promise I will not do that again. That's good. Excellent feedback. Constructive criticism. Thank you for that. Yes. Thank you for that. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Impact Real Estate. Impact Real Estate is creative real estate and solutions with the greatest impact. Go to impactcommercial.co. Rams GM Les Snead, who was trading less over the last couple of years, showed up to the Rams Super Bowl championship parade with a T-shirt that said F them picks, referring to Snead trading away a lot of draft capital, a couple of first-round picks for Matthew Stafford, a couple of first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey, Uh, second and a third round pick for Von Miller. The next time the Rams have a first round pick will be in 2024. But then again, 
Then again, they just did win a championship. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're going to have three picks in this upcoming draft starting in the fifth round, but they will have some compensatory picks. Do you see this becoming a trend? No, because a lot of dominoes had to go correctly for this to happen for the Rams to win this championship. Right. Yeah. We have to get Von Miller on a team where they knew that he wasn't going anywhere. And oh, by the way, he was on the last year of his deal. And you had the Broncos take the majority of his salary and agree to pay that so that you could bring him over to the Rams. You have Odell Beckham being released by the Cleveland Browns. Well, that was that wasn't a trade. No, I, I, I we're, t- we're talking Ramsey, Stafford, right. and Vaughn. But this is my point, though, yeah. is that if you don't have Odell Beckham, you don't win on Sunday. You don't win last Sunday without Odell Beckham. Even though he didn't play the whole game, mm-hmm. he did score the first touchdown. He takes pressure off Cooper Cup. And we saw how difficult it was for the Rams to get the ball down the field in the second half without Odell Beckham. Can you imagine if he wasn't there for the whole the whole game? If he wasn't around? You already don't have Robert Woods. And then you talk about you traded for Jalen Ramsey. Well, in 2019, you made that trade. Anybody remind me, did, did the Rams make it to the Super Bowl after that trade? Right? Did they make it in 19, 20, 21? Because of Jalen Ramsey? No, they didn't. I wouldn't have made that trade. I wouldn't have given up two first-round picks for a cornerback at all. So when you talk about do you, do you see this as becoming a trend, the Rams, what they said is we're going to take literally players that were disgruntled at other areas and we're going to trade for them. Yeah, but when you take a disgruntled player, in theory, you might get a deal out of it. They didn't. They paid Jalen Ramsey. No, forget about it. They, they gave up two first-round right, picks for right. a cornerback. Yes. Period. So, some, for a cornerback who has been trouble where he has been. So they took a risk and then gave up two first-round picks. Here's the thing, and, and I'll reverse engineer it. Would I give up two first-round picks for a 33-year-old quarterback who is still pretty good yes. despite playing for the Lions? Sure, no problem I would that. do that all day. Yes. The trade for Von Miller, a final piece where it takes pressure off of Aaron Donald, yes, I make that trade. Second and third, I do that all day, and I'd eat the salary if I could. Jalen Ramsey, I wouldn't give up two first-round picks for a corner, unless it's Deion Sanders. I'm trying to think of who's the I, w- guy? I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up two first-round picks for Champ Bailey, and I love Champ Bailey. Who's the guy in Seattle? I can't think of his name. Gave up two first-round picks. For oh, you're talking about the safety, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. There you go. Stupid. Exactly. Seattle tried the same thing. It just it depends on what circumstance, right? What type of deal that you could work out. And well, that's but, the big thing. But here's the thing. The Rams didn't get a deal. They got the player they wanted, and they had to really mortgage their future for it. But then you look at Matthew Stafford, and he threw for 41 touchdowns this year. I would make the deal for Matthew Stafford. I agree. I wouldn't make the deal for Jalen Ramsey. I, would, I, I agree with that, too. I, I, would, I, I wouldn't give that up. So do I see this as a trend? They gave up a lot. I wouldn't have done it for Jalen Ramsey. Now, you can make the case they wouldn't have won a Super Bowl without Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I suppose you can make that case if you want to. I do know in that Super Bowl, um, Jamar Chase had a fantastic catch on him, and there should have been pass interference called for Ramsey, but it wasn't. I'm not saying Ramsey wasn't important the entire year, but I think there's a level in what you should mortgage. As I said, I believe it was last week on the show or maybe even Monday, Les Snead, using a poker analogy, stood at the table and not only pushed his chips all in, he took off his clothes and his family's clothes, and all of them stood there naked waiting for the river card. Now, what you say is this becoming a trend. When I think of trend... Do you think this is a copycat league? Right. Do you think this will become a trend where where a guy like... Where, where GMs will devalue... 
their own draft picks mm-hmm. to try and win now. Only if all the pieces are already in place. And you know that you need that one other piece in order to get you over the hill. Well, then that's then, it. Then, that's you the could, only then, you way. Could, then you kind of half agree. Then you kind of half agree because we both agree their trade for Stafford for the quarterback makes sense. Yes. Where they're at with Von Miller, that makes sense. Jalen Ramsey does not. Agreed. I do agree with that. I think that Les Need gave up more than he needed to to go all in. He didn't save a couple. Of, he didn't save his family's clothes. He pushed all of his chips in, but he, but they all stood there naked and watched the hand play out. And fortunately, they won a Super Bowl. It worked out for them. Yep. But there's not a lot of teams that have a have the capital and b would do that. And to be very honest, well, you have the capital every year. It's just what are you going to decide to do? Every team gets a pick in every round. But how many teams are really going to do that? Like how many teams are really going? And I get it, copycat. I understand right. that. But LA's different, right? You have stars there. You got to make sure that you Aaron Donald, right? You have one of the best defensive players in NFL history. That's why they needed Von Miller. You got to make sure that you maximize the talent that you have, and that's what they did. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it, huge game in hockey this evening. It is a debut in Las Vegas, and the Avalanche playing their second game in two days. We'll talk about Avs Golden Knights next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Adams. On Mile High Sports. And I feel awkward as I should. This club has got to be the most pretentious thing. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. And speaking of Rocky Mountain Forest Products, I want to bring in their marketing director, my guy Ty. How are you, my friend? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Okay, so as we head into spring, a lot of people are going to think about buildings specifically outside. I'm guessing for contractors and do-it-yourselfers, now is probably a pretty good time to put in your order, right? So now is probably the best time because uh, it, we just ended up buying a bunch of inventory for spring, so we have a ton of stuff in stock right now. And the best part of it is is if you just come in and put down a deposit, then we will hold it uh, for up to six months and be able to cover you. So when the, you know all this snow does go away, we can actually help you out, get your project going, and you can get your uh, whole thing done before you know summer. the summer heat hits which I'm hoping for is soon. It's funny. There are a lot of companies like yours, but you are clearly different, that will sell wholesale, but only commercially. Why does Rocky Mountain Forest Products do wholesale for everyone? Well, it's just one of those things. That's just how we started the company 47 years ago, and it's something we've carried and honored all the way through. It's it's one of those things where, you know, it, we're not trying to get kickbacks or anything like that. We're not trying to be, you know, this big bad guy. We're trying to help everybody, whether it's a small little repair on your fence for three or four pickets or if you're trying to redo your whole house. I mean, that's our whole thing is we're trying to help you out. Can you put what wholesale means into perspective, kind of an apples-to-apples apples comparison in terms of so, what yeah. you're paying so with you? Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, so wholesale, basically, we work directly with the mills. So all of the lumber suppliers in the state get their lumber from mills. The only difference is, is that typically there's three or four different hands that end up touching it before it gets to you. Our whole thing is, is that we go straight to the mills, we, get it, we put in an order with them, then it comes to our yard, and then it goes straight to you. So we're avoiding a ton of markups and a bunch of other just nonsense, really, that bogs down the whole uh, system. So, yeah, wholesale, basically, we're, giving, we're making deals ourselves, and we're passing that on to you, whether you're retail, a contractor, a DIYer, or if you're buying it as a gift for some reason. Here's something else that I want to bring up. You and I had a conversation today about Mandy. She's getting ready to do her basement, and we talked about the contractor, her contractor, should give you a call because the contractors sometimes already have relationships with lumber yards, but there can be a danger with that, can't there? There can be, and I'm not going to talk too much on some of our competitors. No, you don't have to mention anybody by name. Yeah, no, there can always be, uh, I'm not going to call it insidious, but there can always be kickbacks for contractors for working with certain people. And we don't do anything like that. Our whole thing is if we work with a contractor, you know, we're going to give you the best deal possible. And all we ask is in return, if in the future you want to work with us again, then, you know, by all means. How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? So we're on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and for all of our information, which includes blogs and a ton of other stuff, uh, go check out our website, rmfp.com. Okay, as we have talked about, you are a lifelong Packers fan. We only have like 30 seconds left on a scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> 10 being, oh my God, this next season is going to be a disaster. How worried are you about losing Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I'm like, I'll, I'll say like five and a half. Okay, so now I'm going to follow up with this. Let's say Rodgers leaves. 10 being the highest, like, wow, can't wait. How confident are you in Jordan Love? Uh, like a four and a half. But also, the QB market <laughs> is hot right now, so that might oh, yeah. rule anything out. Oh, yeah, you, you, you're going to love Carson Wentz and, and uh, Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater. you got a lot of good choices. Yeah, ton of ton of good choices out there. <laughs> See you, Ty. See you, Eric. Thank you. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, a big game in the NHL this evening as the Colorado Avalanche are taking on the Vegas Golden Knights down in Sin City, 8 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time on TNT, and it's the debut for Jack Eichel, who the Golden Knights acquired from Buffalo this season. Colorado looking to spoil that debut, and they might have a little bit of help as Robin Leonard will not be in net tonight. It'll be Laurent Brassard for the Vegas Golden Knights. Unfortunately, the Avalanche lost to Dallas 4-1 last night, but they are pretty good after uh, scoring only one goal and losing 
this season, they usually come back with a flurry of offense. How do you see tonight going for the Avs against uh, the newly acquired, newly minted Vegas Golden Knight, Jack Eichel? It better be a lot better than what happened in the first time these two teams matched up because the Avs were down like two to nothing before, what, five minutes into the game. So it has to be a lot better. I see the Avs play a lot better tonight. Obviously, just the reality is they faced a hot goaltender last night. It happens that way from time to time. They have, what, 44 shots somewhere around there. I see the Avs getting a big W um, against Vegas tonight. Well, remember, Vegas is coming off a 6 to nothing loss to Calgary, so they are motivated as well. Jack Eichel missed the last 11 months, back injury, okay? Uh, but he's a point-per-game, basically a point-per-game guy mm-hmm. over the course of his career. That's going to be a big bonus for their offense. This is what Vegas defensemen Braden McNabb said, whenever we're playing against Colorado, we've always we've always had some good battles against them, so you're always measuring yourself against them. I call BS on that. The Avalanche are measuring themselves yes. against Vegas. Yes, they are. After what happened in the playoffs last year, after what happened earlier this year, Vegas just seems to have the Avs number because they are physical enough and they are deep enough to slow the Avalanche down and as fast as the... You know, as fast as the Avalanche want to go, it's as if Vegas straps a parachute to their back while they're skating, and they look slower when they're out there because Vegas finds a way to muck it up. It historically has not been a good matchup for the Avalanche against them because Vegas plays a style of game where outside of the first two games of the playoffs last year in which the Avs got swept in the final four mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Vegas just has a style and a riddle that the Avs have not been able to figure out yet. And now that the Vegas Golden Knights are getting Eichel, and trust me, they will get Stone back as well. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. It'll be epic in the playoffs if they face each other again, but it's the Avs who are measuring themselves against Vegas, not the other way around. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. You can't do that at the big box stores. Mandy got a stackable washer and dryer from them. She could not be any happier at all. Customer service was great. Price was right. You need to go where she goes. You need to go where I go. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we're going to have more quarterback talk. Having nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. This time having something to do with Kirk Cousins, is there a chance he could be coming here, but not for the obvious reasons? That's next. 